Hello. Welcome to Therapy Talks. I'm Chris Place and I'm a psychotherapist. In this podcast series, I'll be chatting with different people about their experiences, their lives, their loves, their challenges, and what helps them find their way forward in the world. We'll also chat to different therapists and researchers about the models of therapy that they use to get a better understanding of these different approaches and how these different approaches might be useful at different times for different people. Hopefully it'll be lots of human connection and conversation about the challenges we have and also about what helps us get through. I hope it's going to be fun, enjoyable, entertaining, engaging, informative. Anyway, let's go on the journey. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Therapy Talks. Uh, So I'm delighted to be joining, be joined uh, by a wonderful, uh, a wonderful person who is, uh, I guess, is an actor, director, uh, singer, trainer, educator of actors, uh, the wonderful Sarah O'Toole. Sarah, how are you? Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for asking me to come in. It's my first time doing a podcast episode and um, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of strange because we're doing it in my therapy office. So I'm kind of like, I'm going, okay, you're not a therapist today, right? This moment in time, you're interviewing podcasts, but you know, it is. Anyway, it's kind of cool doing it here as well. It's quiet here at the moment. That could change, but um, it's really great to have you here. Thank you very much. I was just saying that it's a, it's a very relaxing room. It's all that therapeutic energy. Uh. <laughs> it doesn't always feel so relaxed. Yeah. Um, it's funny, you know, I was thinking about, I was on the way in here today and I was thinking, right, what? People say to me, like, what should I do? What should I prepare? And I'd be like, ah, sure, look, don't prepare anything. Um, we'll just see where the conversation goes. And I suppose I I knew you, I guess, a long time ago uh, in that we did go a youth theatre together. Yes. And that's where we met was yeah. way back whenever. Like, that's a long, like, that, yeah. that must be... 1997, That must be 25 years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I yeah. think it must be 25 years yeah. ago, which is shocking. 97, yeah. 98, that's it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow. yeah. And I, 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 I kind of left acting then pretty much. I went in down the psychology and therapy route after that. You stuck with it, like in in a different context or the same, like you did lots of different things then. Yeah, I I kind of stuck with it, I guess. I I don't act as much as I I would like to. Mm. Um, uh, I get quite busy with with teaching um, adult drama and I lecture in playwriting and creative writing in NUHG as well. Wow. Um, And that gets quite busy and I'm just... I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't. I, I'm very slow at doing things. So yeah. No. Um. I. Uh, yeah. But I. I do. I suppose I directed a student play last Christmas, which was fun. Mm. We did Twelve Angry Men. Oh wow! Um, and it was that was the first thing I directed since the pandemic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. I'm guessing the pandemic, like everyone in the creative arts, affected you. Um. Or did it? Or. Yeah, I thought I'd do loads of creative things, but I didn't. But I. I really reset my it was it was very good on therapeutic level yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a personal growth level yeah. um i definitely feel very different uh, than i did and more resourced than i did before but i can't say i have much to show for it creatively um i did a lot of singing practice i suppose and that um and i've been getting a lot of gigs jazz gigs with that as a jazz so you're a jazz singer yeah wow yeah. that's so cool yeah and we've we kind of 
started off with like one occasional gig last year and now we've got like four gigs a month that's amazing wow so is that like a gig a week kind of pretty much yeah yeah it can be yeah i mean it's slow enough in january Mm. so i suppose singing i did and i played a lot of music over the pandemic and like as in musical instruments kind of thing yeah and and then i got i got so busy i lost all my practice but i yeah i got pretty good on the guitar uh, and then now i can't remember anything i learned so it's (laughs) it's amazing i you know i was uh, that was one of the things as i was coming in here today I was thinking about the idea of creative practice and I was thinking of it from a therapeutic point of view and the healing power of the arts and Mm. of expression through music through through dance through through theatre and is that something you would experience it's something I believe in Mm. um, and it's something I'm very very interested in Mm. Um, and I think well I'm going back 20 years but the way I was taught was not I think so much in the practice, especially, I suppose, in even in learning theatre, there's so much that could be very therapeutic in a practice. And there's so much and there's so much that can be creative in therapy. Yeah. Or or personal development that there and that there is such an emotionally unhealthy environment in which to learn acting. Yeah. But doing all these really powerful energy work and then using it for ends that don't serve the person yeah. they only serve the role and I sometimes find that when I do like Chekhov workshops that's Michael Chekhov yeah yeah like and I love I love I love working I, I studied it in Moscow um when I did my directing degree so so you did a directing degree and in, in where did you do that I did it in Middlesex but I, I did it in four so you did four you do four different complete modules so wow. I did a month in the Russian Academy of Theatre Arts Oh and my, a month in, in Indonesia, which was in Bali. And then I did two months in London. So wow. learning different things. But um, I, I think and then I did more training in Chekhov with the Misha, the American guys yeah. who, are, who are great. And then I've, I've done other workshops, but I, I, I kind of found that I go into a workshop and I'd be maybe I might be in a vulnerable place. Mm. And you're doing all this really profound energy work and there's no container for the person. Mm within it um and and i'd seen it happen with a friend of mine who was quite sensitive and she was like whoa what's just happened to me Mm -hmm. and 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 i i I think i'm interested in the crossover between a a greater sense of the power of what you're working with Mm -hmm. in creative training and a greater respect for the individual because mm. you wouldn't push someone that hard in therapy no. without it without a proper process and container well we call it like re-traumatization you know so yeah. if somebody if somebody is kind of you know dealing with something and then we push too hard and certainly a previous uh, experience of therapy in, in the earlier you know even in the 70s or 80s there was counter groups and people were saying strip away the defences and just you know get into all of this stuff the and screamers yeah the primal <laughs> screamers and all that kind yeah. of stuff but the problem was that for and that might have been fine for some people but for others it was quite it, it was re-traumatising because it was yeah. too intense and too much too quickly and I've often thought about it with acting and I suppose you know that the the, the, the you know as you said that if if we're it's like if we're sort of if our sole focus is on the role that I'll do all these things to myself to yeah to meet some part of myself to play the role 
that that could do a, a huge damage to somebody and also to serve someone else's vision yeah it, it, i think you're messing with energies that are quite sacred yeah and and i don't mean change like i don't mean don't do acting training but i mean that i think there needs to be a greater respect for the mm. human within it yeah um and certainly as a trainer i need to look at that as well i i mm. I, I started doing um I'm really interested in psychotherapy. I've I read it all the time. Like, so you're 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 a therapy kind of oh, I, nerd, like, like Marion Woodman, Robert Johnson. Oh really? Oh, I've read, wow. Like um, James Hollis. Oh, uh, Jesus, you've read Francis, more than me. I'm reading Francis Weller at the moment on grief. Um, so you're you're really interested in the therapeutic processes in psychotherapy and literature on psychotherapy, how it informs you, how it informs your work as a trainer. I don't. I know, I think I have them, they're too separate for me at the yeah. moment. And I'd like to bridge them more. Yeah. I, I think I'm very interested in my own growth, my yeah. own personal growth. And I don't think I've integrated it into my, I've, I've been, I, I've been so, sometimes I'm in just a survival mode with work. Yeah. And I don't think I've had, I've integrated enough yet. I started yeah. to, but then I sort of go, oh, I have to, yeah, so I, I think I have ADHD. A lot of people think they do at the moment, but it would it would explain a lot of things. And, and I think I, I would like to find a way of integrating what I do in my own personal healing path into my practice, if that makes sense. Yeah, a, a complete sense to me. It... Yeah, and, and I think like last term was very busy because I was directing a play and I had other classes to teach. And, mm. I had loads of gigs and I, I wasn't able to live at home because I was in town so much. So I was staying with my friends. So you, you live out in the countryside? I do. I do. I try to. Wow. So I've got a lovely little house in the country, um, in the mountains, in the mm. most beautiful place. And I love it so much. But um, like even last night, I had to stay at my mom's. So because um, I had a long teaching day yesterday. Wow. Um, so I, it's just trying to find that that balance but luckily I um I've just found out yesterday I got a residency an artist residency for the year in in the linen hall in Castle oh, Bar which wow. is nearer to my house um so I I'm getting paid to do my own work so I won't have to teach so much I will still do a bit of teaching and I, I still be do, mm. teaching writing in NUIG but it just means that I have time not only to write but I want to finish this coaching qualification, the somatic mm. coaching qualification, because I actually it's so interesting, mm. and um, and I'll be able to kind of integrate that into my practice a little bit more and not be playing catch up all the time. Wow. So I I'm I I've I noticed that slowness, being in the countryside, um, a lot of solitude is really good for me. Really, I, I'm a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. I, Do you I, like being on your own? Yeah, yeah. I go. I I yeah. Wow. And, and are you okay with silence then? Yeah. You know, the quietness. Love it. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Love I, I, what's that? Like, what is silence? I wonder. I, I, I remember it. <laughs> this is the so, baby. The baby. Yeah, he, he, he makes his presence known a lot. Um, <laughs> silence. I find when I come into the office sometimes, do you know, when you transition between the different worlds and you're suddenly here kind of going, wow. It's pretty quiet here. Oh, it is. It gets it? quite busy sometimes. You know, if there's other people working. Traffic wise. Yeah. Oh, traffic wise, it's you. sort of. It's yeah, interesting. It's like I a mean, haven. You're, you're right in t like pretty much in town, but out here we're kind of facing on the other in the other yeah. room at the other end. It's noisier. Okay. But out here it's quite quiet. Yeah, it is. It's it's good, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. No, it's and like 
it's really quiet except for it's going to be noisier in the spring because there'll be loads of lambs Oh. Where you? I was going to say. Silence I was there the going. Lambs. Lambs. Heat. What? Oh right. Yes, we're oh, talking about your place. Back uh, of to course. It, so, yeah. yeah. So, but how long have you been living out in the country now? Since twenty twenty. Twenty. Uh, oh, really? Summer twenty twenty. Yeah. So in the midst of the pandemic, you moved out to. So is it Mayo? It's just about Mayo. It's yeah. kind of like the border of Galway and Mayo. Wow. In, near Mamtrasna. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Well, I'm trying to think. You know, Kong. Yes, yeah, so I can in, drive through Kong. You can drive through Kong. And then Clumber. Okay. Yes. And then after Clumber, you kind of take a right. And then you go down this little road. And it's it's sort of, you go towards Loch Nafui. Yeah. But then you turn off. Wow. After Finney. And you go over this like really windy mountain road. Yeah. Um, into another valley. And that's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I find that. I find that good. I know it's kind of strange, but... <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I think it's, you know, I think we get so used to busyness, to la- to noise, that the idea of silence and quietness seems kind of almost frightening for some people. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, right. Do you know, when you were used to the sort of... Whereas I was completely frazzled from being in the city last... Frazzled. Yeah. yeah. I felt like I really lost my centre. And okay. just so busy and, yeah. Because you would have been doing a lot, because I suppose that's the thing, you know, you... You said like you you do teach acting, teach, yeah, and you run classes in I run adult. Classes and part of the one of them was though when I when I've advanced a good group of advanced students, I'll do a play with them. Yeah, and this particular group, they were amazing. There yeah. was it was like it was the most fun I've had directing in years because they worked really. They worked as well as they worked really hard. It was like, mm. and some of them were you know professional level and would so, people want to go from that say doing those courses into professional acting would that be a sort of stepping stone for people I think or? everyone's different yeah mm. I mean it's so I never sell my courses on you can be a professional actor mm. because I, I find that's often kind of you're selling someone a promise of mm. something that they're not going to get satisfaction from mm. whereas if you can just share how much how enjoyable it is to mm. do and how to love the craft and how to get better it's because it, it, the industry itself is just so I don't want to sell anyone that industry yeah but I would I I, 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 the, I certainly would love to share someone the, the, the with someone the experience of how good it is and then take that wherever they want so there's two things there isn't there it's interesting isn't it on that you're saying something about like the craft of acting say of performance and like the power of, of that craft like the I mean, I know from my own experiences of doing acting mm. and, and the love of it, like and yeah. the, the, the love of the experience and the love of. But the idea of the industry then is like it's yeah. suddenly the craft and the industry and how do they fit together? Yeah, well, I, I don't pay much attention to the industry yeah. myself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I have an agent and if they ask me to do an audition, I'll do it. But I don't I just it's is you know, that I just I just go, OK, and I, I want to. Couple of, I won an award last year for for an acting a short film I did and wow but it it that's just all it's a bonus you know it's kind yeah of, um, it's not your driving force then it's not no, your I don't know what my driving force is at the moment mm. <laughs> that's my big question at the moment is what is my driving force yeah yeah like what because some for years like with the teaching it often was just a necessity paying my rent okay so it had it had 
Uh, but then within that, wanting to do as good a job and take care of my students as possible. But it, it was more coming from, I have to pay my rent. That, that, uh, yeah. like, I'm being brutally honest here. Yeah, no, it's great. I love the honesty. Um, um, and, and, and within that, because if I do something, I, especially if I'm accountable to other people, this mm. is my, I will do it. I just get, it has, I do it to my utmost. So take, you've great, you, you really work hard, so you're accountable to other people. I'm really going to give my all to this. Yeah. But the but motivation for it is about paying bills. I did not wake up and go, I want to teach acting, ever. Okay. Ever. But, so that wasn't your dream? No. Really? No. And then because I, I, I just, probably so bad at organising, I just find, I find just, I find move, pushing ahead on my own behalf really mm. hard. Mm. So now my challenge is to kind of find connect with that that yeah. thing. I don't know what 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 that is, but um, it's really interesting that you say. I love your honesty, by the way. I really do. I find it refreshing. There's something. Years of therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can always tell. You can always tell somebody who's done the therapy role. Where, where, yeah. but there's a sort of an aware. There's a sort of. It's not saying that like you know. I'm not saying that everyone should be in therapy. Obviously, you should. But <laughs> I'm joking. It's so interesting. I I do think it's fascinating. We 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 kind of we deepen into aspects of ourselves, And sometimes we're left with like lots of confusion. We're kind of going, oh, you know, there's this and there's this. And I was curious when, so when you said there that like you're dry, like on the one hand, you can be passionate about what you do as a mm. teacher, you know, really interested in the development of your students, but that isn't necessarily your distant calling. No, like, and I can see the difference between myself and our wonderful Max Haffler, yeah. who is has a vocation as a teacher. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was interested because Max is absolutely passionate. Yeah, about, about teaching. Chekhov, about teaching, about yeah. the process, and we, we, you know, so he he, you don't have that same sort of. Well, I'm fascinated in the process, yeah. but more as an artist. As an artist, I yeah. think, and um, and then sometimes when I'm teaching, that artist in me comes alive. I suppose yeah. more, and I. And I love, I, I, I love teach. like if I had to, you know, I love teaching, I love working with students. I love the relationships I've yeah. had with someone. I think, and I'm, I'm a good, I'm, I'm a good mentor, yeah. I think, but I, 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 I still, um, I still have work to do in, and I am an artist. I do, but I don't always feel like that. Yeah. So I, I sort of have more work to do with connecting with my drive as an artist. Yeah. It's, it's. It's it's um, it's probably you know it's it's a there's probably childhood reasons for it or whatever, but it's it's not quite connected. And I think if you grow up in an alcoholic home, it's hard to connect to that sense of so your you, reality as a person. You, you would know. have grown up in an alcoholic home. Yeah. Um. So there was addiction, um, people's addictions. Yeah. Um. And so. It's interesting, isn't it, that when and we... And then everything that constellates itself around that. Yeah. yeah, which can be quite dramatic. Yeah, yeah. So having that experience then, that there's something about, you know, we call it like the actualizing tendency, that idea to, to be my truth, like to be who yeah. I am. And that sometimes that gets kind of torted a bit. Yeah. Because we've got other difficulty, other challenges that we're having to deal with as children. Well, like, I, I think my whole initial thing in wanting to be an actress was I wasn't coming I didn't have a good time as a young actress mm. but I think it was because I wanted to be seen uh, <laughs> and celebrated yeah. and um, uh, because 
you know, and, and, and I don't mean celebrated in an egotistical sense. I mm. mean, in a no. kind of a deep need for that. Need to be seen. The need to be seen and celebrated and, um, yeah. And, 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 and obvi- I think a lot of people try to meet that mm. through acting. And because they have this need, the other, the opposite happens and they have a very hard time. It's really interesting. It's, you know, you know it's actually the same for therapy, actually. To, to, there's a, a parallel. I, what I mean is that people will become therapists to meet a need, a deeper need in themselves. Um, and that's a really, like... And what need, can, can you give me an example of what that well, might be? Or is it, if that's for me, if I, I can only personalise it, yeah. say, but I know from my experiences, for me, it might have been a sense of wanting to feel that some deeper parts of myself could be met. Like, so parts that I might have defended against mm. or pushed away or, like, emotionally, feelings, um, you know... And you suddenly go into a therapy training, and people are interested in you. They want to know about your 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 childhood. They want yeah. to know about what they want to know about your sadness and your anger and your hurt, and that's celebrated. Yeah. And that when you dare to express it, it's like, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. So you kind of go, this is great, you know. Yeah. And yeah. then, but then, and I remember when I was in training, they said, look, a lot of people come on trainings really more for their own personal development, which is fine, yeah. but. That can't be the only bit. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder if that's, if I would, when I think about how interested I am in psychotherapy, if that's kind of where I'm still interested in. Mm. Because I love that. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I I get that. I mean, I certainly had a lot, it's funny, I'm a psychotherapist, but when I was, I'm still passionate about therapy. I'm more passionate about less about kind of theories as, and more about relationships. So I'm really interested in the practice of it and I teach it and I, I love doing that. But I think there's something about that. When I was training, I know I was reading everything and everything. And it was just like vastly into, because it was like, I was trying to meet something in yeah, myself, do you yeah. know? And then maybe at some point, I, I don't know if I stopped meeting myself. I didn't stop, but you, it changes. Um, so I'm... I think there's something about that that even but I do having said that you need to have that to be a psychotherapist you can't go into psychotherapy as a job which is just I'm going to learn these ways of sitting and listening and learn these models of therapy without it being deeply personal otherwise to me it's it it it, it loses its its pretend I think that I, I I think that's a great a great danger for our professions where we have kind of it's a bit like the vocation of psychotherapy in the same way the vocation of theatre and acting yeah. versus the job and yeah do, do, I don't know if that makes sense or yeah. if I'm making no, sense it's, it's true and, and I'm, I'm just I still haven't sort of one I wonder about my sense of vocation mm. I notice I get drawn into things where I'm very much available to other people yeah and I'm wondering um, if that is possibly not the path mm. for me yeah you know if, if, yeah. if it's if it's like yeah but but um so what i decided to do is i would train as a coach yeah so this is a somatic coach and it's and i love it and i've actually had some amazing times working with people and i've mm. sort of kept out of it and everything but i'm just wondering would i be doing myself a disservice mm. um i don't know but it might get to that point where i just i have it to give yeah i mean i think the thing is if we if we uh, and I, I suppose I, I'm, 
I think therapy is an incredibly rewarding career, being a therapist. I think it's a challenging career, but I think it's incredibly rewarding. And so I think there's something about, like, it may be that as well as something that, you, you know, sometimes it can be that I, at, at times, I'm, I'm doing it for me. Yeah, but I'm also, you know, there for the for for my clients like you, you've, yeah, you know, like it's it's funny, isn't it? Like it's I don't know if it can be one or it has to be one or the other all the time. Yeah, I think I think because I've been doing everything at the expense of my own yeah. creativity um, that I suppose I won't know until that I know part is in place. Yeah. And and it's so wonderful to have the opportunity to do that this year. Yeah. You know? So you're going to be in li- li- Linden Hall. Lin- yeah. So which is well, I'll still be working with other people. I'll be mm. running a playwrights program to find um, voices, playwriting voices in mm. Mayo, and then um, and and I'm really excited about this and finding artists in the areas we're going to uh, hopefully do a showcase performance of their work, wow. which then should develop a relationship between playwrights and this theatre and also that they have relationships with actors in the area so that there could be a space for in-house sort of work that's indigenous to 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 the locality to mayo to mayo as opposed to yeah you know i'm I'm really passionate about that i mean i was on the board of theater 57 for years and, and really sort of this idea of developing local artists coming from the, the, the some, area, the voice comes from the area. It doesn't get imported in. For I think that's the thing, isn't it? We often, you know, you see it with maybe bigger companies or whatever that actors come from outside and then maybe actors in Galway or in the West don't maybe have the same opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and I often thought about that when I was an actor like a two-tier system yeah, and, and if and you moved to Dublin and paying the exorbitant prices you'd be fine <laughs> you know <laughs> it's that yeah. thing about the, the West you know like people used to say what was it about Galway it was like the graveyard of ambition, ambition yeah. and there's almost something about that going well, yeah but why should it be like but who's who's and creating who's, those, who's, those who's creating that idea circumstances, you know, and yeah. why can't we have a vibrant artistic creative community here which contributes to the, the culture of theatre in all of Ireland yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I, and, and, and further. And further afield, of course. You know? Do you know? Like if Druid was possible, you know, why why shouldn't something, yeah. you know, it's just the resources tend to kind of, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting one. But so, so there's something about, there's something, Sarah, talking to you, like I'm just thinking, like there's clearly passion and engagement in this. Yes. But also I think, I've still been doing too, thinking too much, so I'll have to do that. But also, I I have to be able to do my own, write my own yeah. stuff and work do, on my own stuff. You, when you say write your own stuff, is like writing for? Yeah, I got a bursary and an agility award over the pandemic. Yeah. So to sort of study autobiographical theatre and cabaret. Wow. Um, and then sort of writing a draft of something, um, which I'm kind of still tinkering away at. Wow. Um, but it's. Yeah, I, I, I just feel so I wouldn't even know where to start at the moment. So that's kind yeah. of even just figuring out how to make some work. Yeah. Um, it was nice over the, the play. I've, I've kind of met like different collaborate collaborators yeah. recently. And I have people I like to work with, but I, I have to kind of step up now and and um, take a few. Re- it, when you teach all the time as well, it's really hard to, to, to come would, out. Would of you uh, like I, I'm, I would you like to act 
Yeah. In its purest form. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do. Yeah. Is that like... No, when I say that, that I mean by, would you like to, I, I want to be in a rehearsal room working yeah. on texts, talking, having really interesting conversations, yeah. getting into it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't mean, oh yeah, I want to be going to, you know, the, the, I'm not thinking about the machinery behind that. No, no. I, 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 Wages I, would be good. Yeah, no. You know? but like <laughs> so the I don't idea, have to do anything else. The idea of committing to the process of yeah. theatre and being involved and being not necessarily the director of it or the writer of it, but the the person in the group in yeah. the, at the table. Not having to drive it all the time. No, as well. but yeah. to actually be 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 working on your role, be working on your character, working yeah. as part of a team. How do we? And that would excite you. Yeah, I I notice I've had to drive things a lot, so mm. I'd like to not be driving mm. so much. Um, wow. Yeah. So, there's something about going back to that. I have to therapize everything, but I can't. No, help great, but, do it. <laughs> well, there's something about okay. Let me say that, like you know, you 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 came from a household where I imagine it was chaotic and weren't seen all the time because obviously there was other things in the way, and you came into theatre to be seen, mm-hmm. and that was really important. But then. The idea to be seen, you know, come in, I want to be seen, but then it's never going to satisfy fully that mm. distant need like that because it's never it's that's never going mm. to, you know, and then somehow our. It's like that idea of being an actor gets kind of circumvented by the need to be seen. Yeah. And then we end up doing other things, but yet there's a need to be an actor. To perform, mm. to create, that doesn't have to be tied up with the need to be seen. Yeah. That if yeah. I was able to separate those two out, yeah, I might have that kind of sense of the adult me. The need to play, I think, absolutely, is a much yeah, more, yeah. I mean, like that's a player, a play. yeah, a player. Well, that's what I love. Like I, I, I miss theatre, and I, I miss. And would you do you think you could act now, or would oh, you? I don't know. I I don't know if my nervous system would allow me. I like really? I I'd be ner- I I thought about doing one of your courses actually. I, really? Yeah, I'd been really thinking oh, you'd about be it. Amazing. Oh Jesus, yeah, but no, like do stop it. it. Do oh it, do go, it. stop it. Oh you. <laughs> no, but no. It'd be great fun. I know, but I I, I had because I suppose like when myself and Fergus Moore. Yes. Yeah. Used to come together and put shows yeah. used to these shows like Fergus's mind is phenomenal really in terms of writing so come up with these wacky ideas and we were doing this in and I loved it like because we were playing like we were just yeah. having a laugh like we had done GYT and we kind of were like both you know, I was kind of saying we're going to be actor we're going to be whatever and we were just doing lunchtime theatre and stuff yeah. like that and go away and I remember loving that I remember loving the process and we'd sit there in his room or my room and we're kind of coming up with these ideas and then yeah. we'd go into the rehearsal and we'd have diff- different people coming in and doing stuff and it was brilliant and I love that and then he fecked off to Germany yes and uh, I'm not saying that's the reason I, 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 I you know um, but he went to Germany and I suppose then and that wasn't the reason we stopped. I, I, I think we would have done more, but I think I, I got kind of interested in therapy and psychology and all that stuff. That, but that part of me is still there, yeah. like you know, to to play more. You know, I, I don't know. We need other people to play with. Yeah, it can. That, that's what I found hard as the pandemic, and that's what I find hard as a teacher. Yeah. So that's kind of I need to, yeah. But yeah. back to what you were saying. Yeah, no, so just like that as well. Because then I thought, oh, maybe I could do some stand-up comedy or something like that or some sort of... In- but 
it's it'd be too solitary. I yeah. I, I want to be part of. Would you Would you not do a scene study course for the crack? How would I do that? You what? just you just come one evening a week and you'd be directed in two different scenes. Really? And who do that? Would you like? Yeah, that's what we do. We do. Really? Yeah, yeah. And you could just pick two different roles, like two contrasting roles yeah. in two different plays, and then we just perform them. And yeah. at the end of the time, I think do you know. I think I'll have to at some point because I think it's it's an unmet, um, it's an yeah. unfinished piece in me. You yeah. know, like I'd see, I. I really loved, I love I mean, what you said there. I love that piece where you're, like that idea of sitting around a table with the seat, yeah. with the scripts, exploring it and talking about it. And then I think there's a, there's an ego thing. There's a fear thing. Oh, like what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm, you know, all the usual things that we have. But yeah. I tend to say leave the words good or bad out. Yeah. And it's that sort of, I say this to my writing students as well. And um, keep the curiosity as to what is this? Yeah. What is this character? What is this play? You know, yeah. and, and just unpack that. You know? I think it's that idea. You've just said curiosity. it there because as therapists, we'd often say, you know, there's a guy called Winnicott. Donald yeah, yeah, Winnicott, yeah. The good enough mother, yeah. you know, and he was saying, you know, and it became kind of the therapist. Then so I said, look, it's the good enough therapist. It's not about being the best therapist. Mm-hmm. And it was this idea, take take those standards away and, yeah. and exist and be and connect. And so, I, you know, I love supervision. I love supervising therapists. I, I really love it. Like I love, you know, working with therapists and, and their clients in that sense. And um, but. Yeah, anyway, I'm I'm having a whole kind of thing going on right now. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll send you the dates. Of the send me the dates. I just need to ask my wife. If, ah, no, um, no, we, we're busy now. But uh, but yeah, no, definitely. I think it's something I would definitely like to revisit because mm-hmm. um, I think you you get so far from something, and then you kind of think, oh, you know, maybe that. But yeah, because there's still a little part of me that wants to be the next Robert De Niro. You know, okay. so it's tricky. That yeah. So yes, you have all of that kind of just because it feeds you. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I don't want it to be. I, I, I think it's something you said there about the actually playing and doing something for the sake of doing it rather than having some sort of goal where yeah. you're going to be famous or you're going to be this or you're yeah. going to be that. Um, I think it's and when I, I'm kind of joking about the next Robert De Niro, but I, I, I remember thinking people like him, um, I guess, actors at the time who really. I, I just found who were such masters of their craft at the time. Yeah. I found that amazing. Like I, yeah. I always still does. I'm always kind of going, that's amazing that people can do that. It's really interesting though. And I think people have to think about this. Um, I'm going to go sort of more, is this sociological point of view? After World War II, it, there was much more opening for, there was the class, because you used social democracy. Yeah. The, class, the class system was much more open for yeah. anyone to become an actor. And and this is why I don't get people to focus too much on mm. industry stuff as well, because this this whole the the the, the, the sociological the economic circumstances have changed. Yeah. People's view of uh, people who became famous in that time, they now now their children are being actors. That's the piece, whole, isn't it? Yeah. This is, I, I, it's not yeah. as simple nowadays. You need it, people it, it, need mo- money. Rents are so high, and I'm not. I I, I just think to focus too much on becoming an I actor know. when when society and the ethics that rule society and, and financial things mm. are the way they are. Um, the, 
that that our parents' generations there was much more fluidity and flexibility mm. around who you could become. Yeah. I do think it's real. I'm not saying that we should think about this in a way that limits us. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we need to recognize the challenges facing us and go, how can I connect with the thing that I love about this? Absolutely. Am, no, I, am I making sense? No, completely. I, like no, no you're, you're speaking to something deep inside myself because even though I might say, oh, I want to be famous or whatever, I don't really. But I yeah. think it's more about the, maybe that comes from an envious place or like a, a powerlessness place. Yeah. But it, it, there's something about, if we take all that stuff away and actually focus on the, the art, the craft, the, the play, the experience, yeah. we can have a much more rewarding. And if something comes of that, well and good. But yeah. if that's your driving force, yeah. you're going to get tied up with like having to find agents, having to sort of look a certain way, having yeah. to be a certain way, having to. I remember I did a I did a um, I did an audition for the for a drama school. I won't mention this the school, but I remember, I you know. I did the scene. I did it on my own. Like I didn't have anyone to help me with it. And then I did it. And it was the Romeo and Juliet a dying scene. Yeah. You know, Romeo. And I said, and thus with a kiss I die. Mm. And then the, the person in question said, well, you certainly died all right. Bastards. And I Bastard. remember, I they? remember feeling like so small. I feel like you told me this story yeah, years ago. I, I probably did. I was, I was, I, I remember it. That's, horrendous yeah and that's abusive yeah and that's like but i remember i walked away like feeling like the smallest i've ever felt and then i went to another drama audition it was very different and it was a very positive experience now I, in the end i didn't get in but i'd gone through the rounds but with that particular place i remember feeling so small think about this is we're, we're going back to mm. earlier think about the sort of creative risks it takes for them to open up and try to access an Absolutely. emotional place like that and then uh, and and this and, and 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 the work that you do, and then for someone just to do that—that's what I mean about yeah. It, it's 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 a power. It's it's an awful abuse of power, actually. And it's, I think it's changed a bit. I I I, ho- I think people. Well, I see back then I so. when I think of it, we weren't really aware of mental health. You no. know the complexities of mental health. I mean, we we didn't really know anyone in therapy or whatever. Or we might have known, but we didn't. You you would have always had this idea that in the theatre world to be much more openness to that, but. No. I think you have the same issues. And I think even, you know, I still had those issues like doing workshops where I was needed more holding. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, uh, it's well, I, I definitely, yeah, I remember that and I remember thinking, um, and it didn't stop, but it, it definitely, it definitely kind of, it definitely yeah. impacted me. Um, but, it, but more so it impacted me in terms of like the power we have as trainers yeah. as teachers and I haven't been perfect in the past either I think I brought it when I was younger I brought in a lot of assumptions about what it should be and mm. I've in my I have stuff I think about now and I go oh Jesus yeah you know so but isn't that the thing though about growth is that we can accept our flaws and yeah. work on them like and say yeah I made mistakes yeah. I wish I hadn't done that or I wish I hadn't said yeah. that but I either and I also didn't have the strong enough vocation yeah you know, yeah. as well, which which is, but I do want to. I would kind of want. Is it okay if I circle back to Please something do. we said earlier? Yeah. The thing we were talking about Robert De Niro earlier yeah. and and talent and yeah. his talent. I guess what I'm trying to say is that people might have more talent than they think. Yeah. Be, uh, then then circumstances are reflecting back to them, and what I'm trying to say is that maybe De Niro wouldn't be 
wouldn't even make it through these days mm. not because of his talent but because of the sociological I don't think he was born rich or mm. the sociological circumstances or the sort of ethos it's being born he was yeah. being born into and I think what my message is is that we really need to trust our talent and we need to trust that sort of flame inside us yeah. in, and, and, and I wish that I had done that more and, yeah. and, and not sort of read it against these these circumstances are so much they're not always reflective of what's inside us and oftentimes they're economic and sociological and, and neoliberal yeah let's uh, not go there but yeah. <laughs> well, it's a whole other podcast yeah. but uh, uh, and also then what is it to experience your talent exactly you know, you know. what what is it so this i'm coming back to you i'm, I'm coming back to you <laughs> she's this is, this is very uncomfortable <laughs> your, your talent is still there yeah, and, and it's yeah. still like, and how do you want to experience yeah. it? Is, is is that question? You know. Yeah, I, I I think it's definitely something that has been. I think from having my son actually, because I find myself utilizing theatrical devices to play with him. Like you know, so I've a puppet and be like, hello, you know, and, uh, <laughs> puppet, and you suddenly kind of go on, and like Jay, you know, our friend Jay. Oh, I know Jay. Oh, he was in my class in the gaiety. Was J- he was? Yeah. Did you do the Gaiety School? I did back? two years of it. Yeah, I was in Jay's class. Oh, Who else? Very good. Peter Curry was in my class. Peter Curry, yeah, yeah, he's a doctor. He's a do- after being after in the being I, I'm on the clinic. I loved it. I loved it. I was going. Like, he's amazing. a doctor. Yeah. And then he was like, I like this so much. <laughs> I'm gonna become a doctor. Amazing. I've seen him in years. Actually. Yeah. No. Um. So that's right. So you did the Gaiety for two years. Yeah. And yeah. Simone did the gate. She was finished when I started. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Jay, yeah, Jay always. Jay's a wonderful person at playing. You know, like yeah. at expressing yeah. that, and he works. He does amazing stuff with children, like doing the. Yeah. It's wonderful, you know, and it's such a it's such a gift, and he's passionate about it, and he's brilliant yeah. about it, and he, you know. Um, does he have children himself? He has. He has a daughter. Yeah. 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 yeah, so he does. Yeah, he's a daughter. Catching but up on the gossip on the I know, podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody out there. Um, yeah. Um, no, I'm just, I think stuff you're talking about is really interesting because I think for anyone who's in, I mean, if you're interested in therapy or you're interested in theatre, there's, uh, I'm always interested in the parallels between the two. Yeah. I see it in terms of when we did GYT, I remember seeing people with different quite significant mental health challenges yeah. have a space yeah where they could be part of a group of I, people and i've definitely had students like that you know, who love you and know who come back to be part of something you know you know and as an invitation and, and there's something healing so i was always interested in the idea of healing that can happen vicariously yeah. rather than I'm going to therapy to get healed yeah you know so and I think when you approach theatre with this more open mm. open space we're not trying to yeah to to to, to, to you know well, to, well it's like I'm not it's the same in therapy actually thing. it's like if, if I come to therapy to be fixed it misses the point of yeah. growth in a way because being fixed suggests there's something wrong with you whereas for me what we have to meet is all of you rather than yeah. this idea. To know myself. Yeah. I think and that's really what it's about is to know myself and to meet myself and to accept myself. Yeah. Rather than that I need but to be somebody different. I think you different. can meet yourself in, in, in a character as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, I was saying to a friend of mine how working on the play it's amazing how you'll always find there's an echo of real yeah. life. And when I was doing 12 Angry directing 12 Angry Men 
I um, somehow the themes work on you and I was kind of working you know this idea that juror three hasn't seen a son in two years yeah um, and I hadn't spoken to my father in two years and wow. I had been considering speaking to him wow. uh, but something about the play and I, I it, uh, before the plays before I'd even chosen the play that possibility was in yeah. my mind and then over the course of the play I just said I, I went I went nice to see him do you know mm. um and it is it's interesting just live you're not mm. you're just living with the themes of of I, a play and and recently i kind of there was a play that i really was discussing and really wanted to do and then i was like i don't know if i want to go into this at this moment it was too because knowing that kind of alchemy i was like I'm not sure if i want to do this at this time i remember doing a play blood wedding Oh, I've, I've, I've been in it. I've directed it. It's amazing. It's an amazing play, but I remember doing it. Who were you? I the was, uh, you know, I was no. the groom. Yeah, I was the bridegroom. I was the groom, not the bridegroom. <laughs> was, I was, the groom. An, was Andrea the bride? Andrea. Or was this, was this with Matt? It was with Tony, actually. Oh. So Tony, it was an amateur company, Heads or Harps. Oh, and okay. So this is a different. Did, so Max did it again. Oh, okay. So it was before. Okay. So I can't I remember. remember. So, the, harps, yeah. so when we did this Heads or Harps production, which was, God, it must be 20. Anyway, a long time ago. And <laughs> so I was doing, I was the groom and, uh, but in the play, there was, it was like parallel process, you know, because I was in a relationship at the time and suddenly I'm doing the play going, oh shit, oh dear, all is not well here. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think there's a Leonardo. <laughs> Do you remember in the play there was a, Le- so Leonardo. Leonardo is her ex. And he's still yeah, going, but they're still kind of they're having this. Pa- there's they, that whole they, real passional relationship yeah. with the groom and the bride. They're just and I suddenly was going, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> the romance isn't there. And I had to sort of bring it up, and we broke up. Yeah, and I was like, but amazing. because the play told me. Like, it's amazing. amazing. Isn't it? I remember the play reveals something that I kind of knew, but I didn't want to know. Yeah. And then the play play was like. It was oh, amazing, the power I, of... I did a production of Anna Karenina seven, like years ago in Glasgow and I'm not even going to go into how much of an emotional shit show it was, yeah. was like, but to the extent of Anna Karenina. And they um, that- even I chose the play, we chose the play because of the situation and then everything just went... Explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. so funny. So then I was like, this time I was like... Hmm, is that a good play to do right now? Hmm. Yeah. So that's really interesting, isn't it? It's like, is this good for me at the moment? Like, it's like... I don't think I would have asked that before. I would have gone into the yeah. thing and gone, yeah, I'll just sort of express my, you know, I'll, I'll sort of... Go. So this is the notion around ego strength. Do you know, and we talk about it in psychotherapy like that. If, I've, if I'm fragile and I'm vulnerable and then I throw myself into stuff that's quite provocative mm. and, and opening up that can be damaging yeah so and then ego strength is not ego strength is is that it's a more positive form of ego i think so it's the idea it's not egotist ego it's ego strength is that capacity for me to bear discomfort and the capacity for me to be able to go into things and feeling intact enough to bear the thing so being aware of your capacity be aware of your it's kind of like they we can't use resilience or use yeah. different things but ego strength is that sense that so it you know it's that idea that my container is enough you know like that i have that you know yeah. that i i'm able to bear you know i'm able to it's, it doesn't mean i won't get sad or hurt or angry but, but there's something about that it doesn't have to overwhelm me 
Uh, but to me, we put ourselves in positions we don't have the ego strength. For. I think we're not we're not ready for. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. it's even with training. You know, I want to do therapy training. I'm not ready for it. I need to take more time. Yeah. I need to do. You know, with therapy trainings, it's like you got to be in your own therapy. Like that's the piece. You've got to be working on yourself because. So ego strength isn't an absolute thing. It's a kind of a thing that you gauge. Yeah, I th- I think on it's an a I th- I, it's an ongoing thing, yeah. and I think it's not like I reach some end point and there we go. I have ego strength. Yeah. It's a for me. It's a concept, an idea that I'm, and at different points in my life, there might be different things happening in my world where I'm feeling more fragile. Yeah, I would definitely have had a situation recently where I might have been able to. I because I had a series of losses. Yeah. Um. I was like, hmm, I can't. I can't. I can't engage. Yeah. I, um. Right I, now. Yeah. Until I get my. My, my yeah. center back I, when my dad died you know I had to stop work and I had to stop work I stopped work initially I took three weeks off and then I said well I'll go back to work you know but it was really hard I went back for and then it was Christmas so I had another three mm-hmm. weeks off um, and that gave me time but so like you know therapy work I, I, but I remember that like because I remember thinking about grief and thinking about that idea that we have this kind of thing in that idea that grief will give you three days leave, like, you know, and I was like, how do, how do... She how do, haven't even started feeling anything about it. No, that. you know, so like, yeah. when we lo- go through some profound losses in our lives, like, I don't know, we need time. And I don't think we can recognise the extent of grief so people can be disallowed certain things. Yeah. I certainly have a lot of grief around things I didn't experience. Yeah. You know, or... Um, you know, I was I'm reading Francis Weller's book, The Wild Edge of Sorrow, at the moment, mm. and it's a really interesting book about grief and um, community yeah. and ritual. And yeah. it was interesting because I did I went to a grief ritual before Christmas after my dog died. Yeah. Um, and it was a really, really interesting, beautiful experience. Wow. Um, yeah, but 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 I think. I, I think the four he has five gates of grief okay so he has grief over a loss of someone mm. or something we love which I hope I remember them now grief over things that we've repressed or pushed into the shadows yeah so shadow material grief over the losses of the world yeah. that he believes we're so interconnected with the environment mm. we feel gr- that grief grief over things we expected but did not receive yeah. and they can also be initiations in life or yeah. things from community not just things that things that didn't happen that we've kind of a natural psychological need yeah. for and grief for I'm not going to remember the last one. Oh no you're I'm so like, close the fifth I'm one I'm so close I'm so close um, um, is, is interesting yeah mm. but you were talking about grief there and I kind of jumped in on no it. no I, what you said is fascinating but I think it's that idea of ancestral of grief ancestral sorry. grief I, I what I found myself thinking of there's a there's a guy called um, Braffin Brenner his theory of ecological validity mm-hmm. and that he he sort of says that you know if we look at there's all these different layers to being a human so you have the self you know there's me and there's like how i look inwards my my kind of as freud would talk about like the intrapersonal you know the, yeah. the inner work or interoception yeah and, and so it's all you know, it's, it's this how i relate to myself and then yeah. there's there's relationships around me my family um my peers, my friends. So they're kind of, that's the next level, you know. So family, then peers, friends. But then you have community. And then you have, like, say, society that you're yeah. in. The country you're in or whatever. Yeah. The culture. And then you go out and it's like, the next thing would be like uh, the world, poli- geopolitics or something. Yeah. You've got the environment. And then you've got, like, the universe or whatever. And yeah. at any one point in time, 
different things will have an impact, vice versa. So there's biodirectionality. Yeah. What's going on in here will have an impact in terms of how I feel about the environment or how I feel about climate change or how I feel about what's happening in Ukraine and vice versa, what's happening in Ukraine, for example, is having an impact on me yes. and how I relate to others. And that we have to look at ourselves in the totality. We're not separate from our environment. Mm-hmm. We're not separate from the world around us. We're not separate from... And the problem is we've often reduced everything down so therapy becomes about, you know, let's talk about your sadness my sadness is to do with the environment. Yeah. My sadness is to do yeah. with the, the, the drastic, uh, you know, environmental crisis that we exist in. My sadness is to do with man's inhumanity to man. My sadness is all of that. So to sort of reduce my sadness to just my childhood or just this or just yeah. that, it, it's, we're, we're far more complex than that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, yeah. so I like that book, Francis Weller's yeah. Five. I, Wild Edge of Sorrow. Wild edge of sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. yeah it's, it's interesting. And he talks a lot about ritual and. Yeah. yeah ritual is key. I found that actually for us, the well, for us, it was really important. Actually, I never really understood ritual until you see the need for ritual. And what can you, can I ask or? Yeah, it was even like the idea of, you know, writing a eulogy or um, coming together and honoring somebody and talking about them and celebrating them and you know how we would support somebody in their as they as they made their journey and even though they were gone we were still with them until you know and these things to me the, the ritual of that like the sense of honoring the, the you know being in the hearse and driving and people on the side of the road like, yeah. and it's like oh, those things to me were profound and yeah. and so i think ritual I, I mean i'm not particularly religious i never really was but the rituals that people mm-hmm. have for it is a wonderful way of of expressing grief. I think he had such a he has such a cool definition of ritual, actually. And I'm gonna try to, I'll try to try to. I'll, I'll She's not it. on her phone, by the way. Just no, I'm not on my phone. <laughs> um, it it was yeah. I was kind of. I even think you know. I mean, rituals for resolving conflict. I, I'm thinking about mm. all this at the moment. It's 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 interesting. Um, where's this? Simply said, ritual is any gesture done with emotion and intention by an individual or a group that attempts to connect the individual or the community with transpersonal energies for mm. the purposes of healing and transformation. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wonderful that, that's that, it i and trying transpersonal it's like things that can get beyond we we have to access something that's larger than what we've experienced in order to meet it yeah i you think know. that's exactly you know so there's something about you know you're you're grappling with such big things they're yeah. too much for me to bear on my yeah. own so i need to reach out i need yeah. to reach out to the community to the support and ritual that idea of transpersonal you know it's beyond me and it is me and it's all linked together like it's yeah uh, i love that's that's lovely and that really does capture it like it does yeah. I, i'm reminded of um well i was thinking about was you know the the kind of the western idea of grief and then in other cultures where people would wear black and mourn for a year yeah do you know like yeah. that that it there's a, in some cultures there's more of an acceptance of grief uh, as a lot whereas for a lot of us is like right okay you, you, are we ready to get on now yeah <laughs> you know yeah. yeah and i you know i i think uh, yeah i just i'm just thinking of different 
experiences of grief in my life that we all experience. I, I'm think I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the podcast and I'm thinking of theatre and I'm thinking of Well theatre comes from ritual. Yeah. And and thinking of yeah. how theatre can help us Yeah. You know it is it is a kind of a ritual performance, isn't it? Yeah. I think if it if it's if we rich if we see it as that, yeah we can honour it much more. Yeah. As opposed to like what it becomes when an agent says you're not blonde enough you're not yeah. you know like, are oh, trying no. to fit some idea of an aesthetic that originated on American television yeah. that we're trying to copy in yeah. Ireland yeah so there's something so then divorced from it yeah you know? and wow. I mean even Peter Brook talks a lot about ritual but I don't think I understand it stood what he meant when I was 20 and reading that book I remember reading Peter Brook's book I actually remember that. I remember loving it actually but I remember not understanding it either kind yeah of going, God. Yeah. yeah. There's different writers who have spoken to me over the years, um, be it from theatre or through or from or from therapy. But invariably, when I realise what they've spoken to me about is about meeting something more. Um, That's what great characters are, yeah. even if they're, they're more than what we are, that the yeah. space where we can be more. There's a quote. Ah, I can't remember it. But it's like the theatre place where we can be as big as we can, bigger or. Yeah. Like, ah, I need it. I need to find it as, as large, as big as life can get. No bigger than life. For it's amazing. We've talked about a lot today, uh, you know, just thinking about, I suppose I'm thinking of time, but we like how the how these how these worlds collide and move together and like theatre, the writing, the art of it, the therapy, it's all part of a, it can be, uh, uh, there's something there like that, it all can come, almost comes from the same pot, yeah. the same well of something, of, of, of creative potential, of possibility. Um, it's, and it's uh, how can therapy release the creative impulse? How can the creative practice um, heal the soul absolutely and that is the I suppose if I had and this has actually been amazing for me if I had any question in my vocation it's both it's yeah. that I, I think know, that the, the piece two, of those two worlds coming together because yeah. for me me too I think that's absolutely yeah. vital because I think it opens up th that the creative process has this capacity to open my heart on a much deeper level yeah and vice versa therapy has the capacity <laughs> to allow my heart open within the creative part, you know, so it's yeah. a, it, they're both part of something. So I think that those two worlds yeah, uh, yeah. should be together more, you know. And, and then how do we mind ourselves so that we can create a container that will integrate, allow that to happen? Because that's hard too. It is. With the realities of... And, and so there's something about how these worlds can come together and inform and support this has such a been a valuable conversation for me to have yeah. as I embark upon this residency because yeah. it's it's kind of having to talk about it is kind of yeah you, okay I, and you said something there about the vocation of the two yeah, yeah. they're not one and the, well, it's not one or the other yeah but also theatre in itself not just training theatre mm. is a ritual performance yeah to connect trans personal Absolutely. energy and yeah. and yeah which is so for me those two the, the, the therapy and the theatre should never be separated like and when no. they're separated we, we, we you know it's and it's something yeah. for me as as a, a former actor or whatever and a therapist I, I see the value yeah. of the creative all the time yeah. as a trainer 
um, yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. And I still think there's ways in which these things are that they can be brought closer. Absolutely. And, and, and into more fluid. I won't say conversation. I'll say into more fluid dance. Yeah. With one another. It, it does. It, 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 it's a dance. I think you're right. It's funny. I'm just going to finish this. Music is a wonderful dance between yeah. the two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, music does that really well, or yeah. can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some musicians that I love, like, it's exactly that, is the dance between. Yeah. No, it is, it's true. It's kind of touches what can't be said in words. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like some, you know, Leonard Cohen's material, or, yeah. you know, you kind of go, whoa. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the field of jazz, though, yeah. it's, it's almost like Miles Davis, it takes a long time to sound like yourself. Yeah. Like Miles Davis. My, my, you'd practice a lot for a long time to start to sound like yourself. I think that's it, isn't it? That, you know? that I remember somebody saying the trouble with music is like, you know, like I have a friend of mine who's an incredible uh, musician. He's a concertina player. I interviewed him on the podcast. And uh, so he does things with a concertina that are like, but to get to that point of expression, yeah, to be able to express on such a profound level emotionally through the concertina requires thousands and thousands of hours of yeah. practice yeah. yeah to get to the point where you can let yourself go through it yeah you know so it's yeah like, and even with singing it's like some days i'm still i'm still kind of i have days that are where i feel good and days where i feel connected yeah. and days where i don't and yeah um, yeah but it's a beautiful thing to do yeah well that's a lovely way to finish isn't it yeah it's a beautiful thing to do yeah yeah. And all of these maybe can be beautiful things to do. Thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. You're welcome. It was like, <laughs> I've actually found it very inspiring. I'm going to listen back over it. And yeah. Go, That's, it's, especially at the start of the year. Yeah. And especially when this shift is happening in my life, I'm kind of like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's been. It, it's interesting. I, 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 one of my, the whole things about the podcast for me was kind of like, was to have conversations that it's almost like conversations don't have a start middle or end yeah. you know like they're yeah. snapshots in time that yeah. we could we can uh, pause this or stop this and continue the conversation you know yeah. it, it's that idea that yeah. that it's just conversation and it's um it was brilliant i loved oh, it i loved you, it um thanks for asking me <laughs> not at all no thank you there's so many more things we could have talked about um and yeah. so many places we could have gone but you know um it was brilliant. Thank you so much for being You're a guest. Welcome. It was really, really lovely chatting with you. Um, so everybody, uh, I'll talk to you all next time. Take care, everyone. Thank you. And bye. Bye.